Welcome to the Bruins Brenda's Podcast, Season 2, Episode 44. Patrice Bergeron retires with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. And download the Inside the Rink app to play our podcast on our podcast page and subscribe to Inside the Rink's YouTube page to watch our episodes. Smitty will tell you how to sign up for ESPN. Plus. Yeah, you can sign up for ESPN Plus by going to the Inside the Rink website. Go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. I have ESPN Plus and I love all the Major League Baseball, soccer, college sports, UFC, and much, much more. So sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. Well, the time has come, and Patrice Bergeron has retired a day after his 38th birthday. A video of goodbyes are, were from the breakup day, evidently, as everybody was wearing the same clothing. Uh, coincidence? I think not. Um, so it looks as though he was at least preparing for it right after the end of the season, uh, and he makes the decision now uh, toward the end of July. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely now. An end of an era. It is an end of an era. It's a sad day. Uh, I mean, um, you know, there really wasn't a guy uh, in on the Bruins or or in this town, for that matter, a professional athlete that uh, was respected more than Patrice Bergeron. That that uh, cared more about his teammates and about the community than uh, than Patrice Bergeron. And I have uh, some of the comments from some of the players here, and we'll just go through them real quick. Uh, first, David Pasternak says, Bergie's just an unbelievable human being. It's been a pleasure to learn from him. It's not always about the hockey, but it's about the humanity as well. He's a big part of a lot of guys growing up and being good people. I can't thank him enough for everything he has done for me. I'm very grateful to know him as a friend and a teammate. Yeah, I mean, it was really difficult for Marshan, of course, because they played together for many, many years, uh, you know, 12 years, and uh, won a cup together, played on the same line for so many years. And Marshan's getting toward the end, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. where he may be done in two years as well. So it all sort of comes together, I think, for a guy like Marshan when Bergeron uh, and Krejci both probably uh, moving on. Yeah, so Marshan says, I can say from the bottom of my heart, I would not be the player or person I am today if I hadn't had the opportunity to meet him and play with him. We started, what started as just teammates and line mates turned into an incredible friendship and a lifelong bond. The journey that we took together, we got to do something very special that very few people get to do in their careers. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, and um, <clears throat> I thought McAvoy's comments were interesting when he talked about the culture and how he was going to try to move on with it and, and so forth. And, um, you know, he, McAvoy seemed more talking about sort of the human side of Bergeron and uh, what it means for the for the room. And uh, it started with Chara in 2006. You know, changing the culture, having rookies be treated the same as veterans. And there were a lot of things that they did to sort of repair what uh, had been kind of broken after Ray Bork uh, retired. Yeah, so Charlie McAvoy says, uh, Bergie is just one of a kind, one in a million, off the ice, on the ice, a true gentleman. He works his butt off in everything he does. He's totally committed in everything he's ever done. The way that he carries himself, he does it all the right way. What an incredible person that I've been able to learn from. So yeah, I think, I mean, I, yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, he has such an effect on everybody. Yeah, he really does. And, and he, and he did, and he had an effect on all his teammates. There was other quotes from, you know, Cam Neely and Don Sweeney and Charlie Coyle. And, and, you know, obviously Brandon Carlo, the team put out a, a, you know, a video with, with, uh, Hampus Lindholm and, you know, Almark Swayman. I mean, really, he's had an effect on everyone that he's that he's um, come across, and even guys uh, in the league that aren't on his team. He, there was messages from Sidney Crosby and PK Subban, and um, you know, just numerous guys that he's played against. Uh, so he really he really has um, touched not only you know his his team, but uh, really the entire NHL uh, over you know basically twenty years. 
Yeah, it's 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 really something when you can be respected by the whole league. And there were times, you know, there were a couple of times here or there, but you know, guys never really took liberties with him. Like he he was just a guy that everybody just kind of respected. You know, he really didn't touch you know touch Bergeron. He he was kind of the exception, um, and he was he had a great effect on. You know, not only the the league and the team, but uh, you know, with Team Canada, he had some great moments with them, mm-hmm. and um, and his Canadian teammates on those teams. Uh, all rev- he was revered by all of them as well. So, you know, we're sad to see Patrice Bergeron go. I think, in my in my opinion, I think it's it's the right time because I I do think they need to move on and 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 start sort of the next core of this uh, organization. So I. You know, I, I was a little bit surprised. I thought he'd come back for the centennial year. I thought he'd come back one more time. I thought, you know, in the back of my mind that he would play again because, you know, arguably and ironically, he might have had the th- worst three-game three stretch of his career <laughs> at the end of last season. Uh, and that's, it was a total irony. It's not a reflection on him. He was hurt and so yeah. forth. But I just thought that maybe he'd come back or even – sign and go on on long-term IR for a couple of months and come back later, you know, do one of those things. Um, and maybe it may be take a couple of months off in the beginning of the year and just finish it out. But uh, he's decided and he looked pretty content. I mean, he was, he was definitely, you know, sad. You could tell, but he was, he was at peace. You could, you could tell as well. So if it's the right time for him, I think it's great. And I think that the Bruins judging by their moves, especially with Morgan geeky and Boquist and so forth, obviously knew that this was going to be something that they really had to, to fill in some gaps, even though it doesn't, come close to Bergeron or Krejci, uh, they need to fill in some gaps up the middle there. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Uh, seven, seven Chirps Time is sponsored by Lobster Brewing. Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers, open seven days a week. Use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lobsterbrewing.com. Follow them at Lobster Brewing on social media for new beers and events. Uh, Chirp 1, where is Patrice Bergeron in all-time Bruins list? Is he top five, do you think? Absolutely, top five. You have him at five? I have him at five. I think I would put him um, just because uh, I'll do a little recency bias because I haven't seen some of the other guys play, um, obviously, or one, Bork, two. I might squeeze Bergeron in at three. I mean, I know Esposito, uh, you know, you can make a case for him four and and Milt Schmidt as well. But, um, you know, a lot of games, you know, won a cup, six Selkies, did everything the right way. Uh, lifelong Bruin. You know, Esposito wasn't a lifelong Bruin. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll throw, him, I'll throw him in there at three. Give him, give him, yeah. uh, give him a benefit of the doubt with a little of the, of the recency bias there because I've seen him okay. play. Yeah, because Orr, Bork, none of those guys played their whole career. With, no, uh, no. Uh, with Boston. I, I, I still have, you know, Orr, uh, you know, Busick, Bork, Espo, I probably sure. have Bergeron at five. Um, I probably have him right in there too in the top five. Uh, and and it, it, the, the thing about it is the longevity definitely helps, kind of like the Kyrie Stremski to the Bruins. Like he's kind of, you know, it's, the longevity does help uh, in his case for being in the Mount Rushmore of, of Boston Bruins. And I'd put him right, uh, I'm right on the borderline. I'm having him right there, uh, top four to five. Uh, Bruins of all time. I mean, he had almost 1,300 games. He had over 1,000 points. He was a plus like 289 in his career, mm-hmm. something ludicrous yeah. in, in his career. Um, you know, it just uh, his face-off percentage was like 59% over his career. Like he was just, um, you know, just a really, really, really good, solid player. And the consistency, as you've talked about with with NHL players, you have to be consistent. He's the ultimate consistent player. If you look at his all the way through his career. He only had one year in 2006 when they were bad that he had a minus. Everything else was plus every single year of his career. Um, I think so he got, he, he was, he was terrific. I think he got votes for the Selkie in like 14 seasons or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 14. Yeah. 14. I mean, that's so he had votes for the lady Bing and the Selkie, like of over a dozen times. I mean, least. that's, that's ridiculous to me. Uh, you know, that alone, um, right. so I, it, he, he really just has been, you know, consistent throughout and, uh, you know, it's a credit to him and, and, uh, 
you know, the, the way that he's gone about his business. And he really wasn't used in an offensive role, uh, Early on in his for career, right? He he really time. wasn't until no. until Julian left and Cassidy right. came in. He really wasn't used um, as, as much in, as an offensive role. So you know, just think about what his numbers maybe could have been if uh, he was used a little differently. You know, earlier on in his career, sure. And and he was essentially a second line center for. For quite a bit, even when they won the cup. I mean, mm-hmm. Krejci was on the top line with Horton and Lucic and yep. so forth. Um, all right, chirp number two, your best Patrice Bergeron moment. I mean, there's there's two that stand right out immediately to me. And it's it's obviously game seven against Toronto, tying goal, overtime goal uh, to win it for the Bruins. Um, but I might go, I think I'm going shorthanded goal uh, in the cup clincher. Uh, for me, that's that's the one. You know, great individual effort doesn't quit on it, uh, and scores the goal that basically puts the game away and, and delivers mm-hmm. the Bruins, uh, you know, a long-awaited cup. So to me, that's the one. It's the shorthanded I, goal I in, in the we Stanley were Cup finals. That, like when he scored that goal, crashing yeah. into the net, yeah. like. That's when I thought we're going to win this thing. Yep. Holy shit! Like, <laughs> yeah, win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, like that, and that was when it first hit me. Like, oh my god! Like, and he scored the first goal on a typical Bergeron, like yep. just you know, you know, pick a spot, like mm-hmm. not the greatest shot in the world, but the right spot, accurate, bang, yeah, uh, and scores two goals in that in that in that cup clincher, and um, and of course, 2013, the Maple Leafs, the two goals, the the tire, and the winner. Mm-hmm. And that epic comeback, uh, that was a, another one. And, of course, the Josh George's fight. Like that, to me, when he had the concussion issues early on, like there was some thought that he might not last very long in the yeah. league. I mean, he had some some serious concussion issues. And then finally, you know, he just lost his mind with joy, and he beat the crap out of him. <laughs> and I think that that gained even more respect for him then, like just like in, in – that didn't really happen any other time in his career. Mm-mm. But at that point, he, in his Canadians and his whole thing. Um, but it was the one time where you're like, okay, like this guy can stand up for himself too. Um, so that was another great moment for Bergeron. And of course, now looking back at the end at that game seven loss, when he, he did that sort of twirl around the ice and hugged everybody like now that, that makes a lot of sense now. I mean, people mm-hmm. kind of, you know, created assumptions when it happened, but now it makes perfect sense that he was done and he knew it was done uh, at the time. Um, All right. Chirp three took six years to rebuild culture after Ray Bork left in 2000. Will the culture continue now? Do you think? I think it will, but I think, I think, um, you know, there has to be a continuity to it. And I think there will be at least in this next little bit here. Um, but because it goes from Chara to Bergeron to Marchand, most likely Marchand. I'm, I mean, we'll probably talk about this at some point um, to maybe possibly McAvoy. You know, McAvoy is going to be here for a while. Uh, and, and I think, you know, he's learned under the right guys. He was with Chara. He was with Bergeron. He was with Marchand. Um, so as long as they um, kind of, continue that and there's guys that have been in the room and 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 know what the culture is and and know how to um kind of um get that message out to the rest of the team i think it will survive um but you know there's a possible possibility for some slippage there if if um you know, some of those guys, you know, they start to have some losing seasons and, you know, then, you know, maybe some guys get traded away and whatever. And, and so there's a possibility that could, you know, erode over time. But I think uh, at least right now in the next, you know, four, five, six years, it's in it's in good hands. Do you have any uh, hesitation, trepidation about Jim Montgomery now having to, I, I sound, I sound like an asshole, but having to coach now, like having, having to be the leader of the room now, because he talked about all the time, how he didn't even have to, it was so easy with this room, like the leadership, like Bergeron seemed to be like the guy who hand policed all that stuff. And Montgomery just kind of worked on hockey. And do you have any, is there any sort of hesitation that, are you, are you concerned at all that it could be an issue? I am concerned about it a little bit. And it's just because um, I thought uh, in the playoffs against Florida, Montgomery seemed a little over his head, like a little, like the moment was a little bit too big for him there. You had talked about it 
quite a bit on the podcast and and I was a little slower to to admit to that but I I do think that he was maybe a little slow to make some changes to to adapt uh to what Florida was doing uh you know maybe change the lineup I thought he went overboard changing the lineup um prior to Bergeron uh what was it prior to game three when they had game four when they had the lead there Right. Uh, right. They had the 2-1 lead, and then they kind of changed all the lines up. It was kind of yeah. an odd thing yeah. that he that he did there. So I do have some uh, some worries about it, but he did admit to it, which is good. He, uh, he did say, you know, I made some mistakes there. Uh, so I think those are positives that he can say, mm-hmm. like, I made some I made some bad choices or I made some mistakes and learn from them. And if he can do that then then I think they'll be okay. But, uh, you know, there is a little bit of a concern there, but I do like the fact that he admitted to some mistakes and and probably will learn and grow from it. All right, chirp four. Patrice, I saw this on Twitter. There was a debate about it. Yeah. Patrice Bergeron or Sid Crosby? As much as I love Patrice, it's Sid Crosby all day long. He's a, he's I mean, a generational player. I mean, Crosby. it's really not close. It's not. It it's really not isn't. I mean, Crosby was considered the best player in the league for a long time. Right. Bergeron, as much as I love the guy, and I love the guy, okay? Don't right. get me wrong here, people. Bruins fans, leave me alone. Yeah. I love right. the guy, okay? Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's a yeah. first ballot Hall of Famer. He should have his number retired, you know, all of that. But Crosby was the best player in the league for a long time. He for has many years. Many yeah. years. For many years. He has yeah. multiple cups. So, um, right. he's, he's good defensively, not as good as Bergeron, but he's good defensively. He's good offensively. He's feisty. Right. He, he can pass. He, he, he's, you know, gets to the dirty areas. He scores goals. He has an unbelievable backhand. Um, you know, he thinks the game well. He does everything you would want your captain to do. So uh, it's Crosby all day long. All day long, it's Crosby. I mean, here's the thing: Crosby is closer to Gretzky than he is to Bergeron. Yeah, like that. I mean, I mean, he's a, he's a generational player. Yeah. I mean, he's his stats are off. The, and if you, you want to give me the two way thing, Crosby's plus minus is over two hundred too. Like yeah. Crosby is is a two way player. He's a two hundred foot player. He's he's everything. He's he is. One of the best players, he, he you could argue he's one of the, he's the best player in the last twenty years in the in the NHL from front to back. Like, sure, he, Jesus Christ, like and and Bergeron is great, like you said. But see, so so with that said, here are a couple of guys who I think it's it, there's more of an argument: Patrice Bergeron or Anze Kopitar. Bergeron. Now, now that's now now that's Bergeron, but if you look at Kopitar too, he's a very similar player. Sure, he is absolutely. And Bergeron is, and he doesn't get a lot of hype because it's L.A. And even mm-hmm. though they won cups there, it's still the West Coast and West yeah. Coast hockey doesn't get a lot of pub and all that stuff. But but Kopitar, if he was here, you would be you would be screaming for the statue for Kopitar here. Sure, you would. He's a he's yeah. a really he's a he's an excellent two hundred foot hockey player, and for for a long long time one. Two or three cups with them, yeah, one hundred percent. So, so he's 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 really up there as well. And there was a there was another guy I was thinking of um, as well. Like, and I and it slips my mind right now. But Kopitar and Bergeron, I think, is more of a debate that you could have mm-hmm. as far as who is sort of the next tier guy. Um, and I think if you saw Kopitar's stats, it's very similar. There's, there's, yeah. I mean, one thing about Bergeron, there's very few guys, if any, in the league right now, other than Bergeron, that you could put a defensive highlight reel together and be like, mm. wow, that's right. Like, and watch it and be like, wow, that's unbelievable. Like most, right. most, most times it's, you know, it's offensive highlights. You see Pasternak's one timer or between the legs goal or, you know, McDavid doing end to end things or Vetchkin's one timer right. or whatever the case may be. There's very few guys you can put a defensive highlight reel together about stick positions and, and right. denying goals and, and all these back things checking, and, and back yeah. checking and being like, yeah. well, uh, that's unbelievable. And watch, watch the whole thing and just be like, wow. I mean, he's that good defensively. It's probably him and probably Pavel Datsuk, and you were like, okay, those guys defensively can really can really play. Yeah, they can, they, and that's really his signature is the fact that he was just such a great defensive. And he could have won ten. He was a geek. Well, he, people talk he was a geek carbono of his time. Like he was, you know, he's that kind of 
player. Like he's just he's uh, he could have won ten sulkies. Yeah, I mean, they, I think there was there was some fatigue. There was Bergeron yeah. fatigue for there for yeah, a while where they they weren't voting for him just because they were tired of him winning all the time. Right, right. You should name the thing after him. Yeah, for God's sake. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, chapter number five. What is a realistic team expectation with no Bergeron for this season? Do you think? I, I honestly, with their core, they should still make the playoffs. In my opinion, yeah, they should okay. still make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be top of the Atlantic. They're certainly not no. going to be a President's Trophy winner. Um, no. You know, they won sixty-five games last year, I believe. Right. Um, you know, will they? Will they win forty-five? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I will. I'll. I'll go slightly. I'll say like forty-seven wins somewhere in there. So that's okay. like some. That's like mid. That's, that's ninety-four plus yeah. whatever OT. That's that's a hundred points. Yeah. So I'll. Right yeah, right around a hundred points, and I think they'll make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. I here's the thing about the Bruins. Like I, I look at their team, and they still have a. The thing that they're really going to hang their hat on is their goaltending. Yeah. They're the best tandem in the league, probably mm-hmm. or close to it. And then their defense is still very good. Mm-hmm. So those are two, you know, and their special teams, especially their penalty killing, should still be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the the concern I have is the depth. I mean, you lose a couple yeah. of guys. Yeah. And who the hell steps in? Like, especially at center. Mm-hmm. Like, you are real thin at center. And you're real thin at scoring wing. Like, at like guys who can play offense on wing as well as you lost Hall and Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, that's the thing that, 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 you know, concerns me is that if there's a couple of injuries for an extended period of time, yeah, then they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, they're in trouble because the Senators just got Tarasenko today. I mean, they're going to be yeah. really good. They're going to yeah. be able to score the puck like crazy. Uh, the Rangers are good. You know, I mean, there's other teams in there. Well, like even in their division. In the league, except yeah. for the Flyers and, and Canadians, are probably, you know, could make the playoffs in that whole Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, even in the division, Detroit got better. Right. Uh, you know, Buffalo's definitely, um, yeah, you know, better. Buffalo's yeah. coming. They're, 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 uh, they've been better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ottawa, like you said, just got Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost to Brinkett. So, you know, right. um, you know, maybe that's a wash, but, um, you know, they have some young talent there that's really good in Stutzla and, and Brady Chuchuk. So, um, you know, they'll be better. And then, you know, the Tampa Bays and the Floridas and, and the, you know, those teams aren't going anywhere and, and the Leafs obviously. So, you know, it's, it's a really tough division. I still think they'll find a way to sneak in, but it it definitely won't be easy. No, it won't be. And I I think they will too. And I, and I'm sort of with you right around the hundred point, you know, range just because, you know, defensively and, and there's, there's the other thing of, of failing, that's going to be some sort of motivation too. Like there's going to be some sort of motivation there to say, okay, Bergeron's gone. Krejci's gone. You know, some people out there think it was kind of a fluke. They still, we still lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something to prove there with them. Plus McAvoy and Martian are you know, pretty much healthy now. Mm-hmm. So there's the other thing starting from the beginning of the year. So, I mean, there are some, they're going to have to have a couple of kids like come on at least by mid season. Like they're going to have to have, a couple of guys play well. They're going to have to have like Morgan Geeky's going to have to take a step. Mm-hmm. Like Zaka is going to have to take a little bit of a step again mm-hmm. because now there's a lot more responsibility on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martian is going to have to be healthy and look more like his old self, which is hard to do mm-hmm. at his age. Um, you know, DeBrusque contract year. It's a probably a good spot for the Bruins to have him in a contract year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what do you do with him? Are you going to resign him? And if you don't, do you have to unload them? You know, so there's uh, there's some questions there for sure. But I think so, too. I think they're probably right in that six to eight seed range where they get in um, in some way in the playoffs. Um, all right. Chirp number six. Patrice Bergeron wins one cup. Does that taint him at all? I know some people say it does. Um Taint? I don't know about taint, but uh, you feel like there could have been more there. So yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you hold it against the fact that he only won one. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, right? Because they, I mean, they should have won in nineteen. They should have. Should have won in nineteen. Um, you know, thirteen. That Blackhawks team was a wagon. They were a wagon. Yeah. Um, they were a wagon. They they won three and what five years or six years or yeah. whatever. So, um, yeah. you know, 
had two of the best players in the game on the same team. So, um, right. Uh, they did kind of collapse in, in game six there at home. Um, so, I, I mean, I would say it leaves you wanting a little bit more. Does it taint him? No, I don't think so. Because uh, he is a Stanley Cup champion. He does have six selkies, you know. Uh, so I think his resume kind of speaks for itself. But um, it does leave you wanting a little more. Just a little yeah. more. I mean, Just a if little you look more. at it without bias either way, they went to three cup finals. Yeah, that's pretty. They also had the historic season. Right. So he is he is a major factor mm-hmm. in three cup finals appearances, one cup, and a historic regular season. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> I mean, I get the cup thing and people want to talk about championships. It's totally a it's it's totally a team sport. And I wouldn't, you know, get too hell bent on one guy taking the brunt of a, you know, being, you know, termed some sort of loser or a guy who falls short because they didn't win more than a cup, would it have done a, him a great deal of, of you know, service to, to, to win that cup in 19? Yes. I mean, you'd have two cups. Yeah. Like that would, that would, that sort of separates you a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, three cup finals. And in 2010, they could have made the final again if Creech doesn't get hurt. Sure. You know, so then, and then the historic season, I mean, Jesus, you had, I mean, that's that's pretty good resume team-wise as well, even though people are hell-bent on the cup thing. Sure. You know, they did face a wagon in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have beaten St. Louis for sure. Yeah. You know, they should have gone to the cup final this past year for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a friggin' – they just fell on the face. Yeah. Um, but Bergeron was always – um, you know, was hurt too. Sure. So, you know, is that really his fault? Like, it's he tried to come back and play. Yeah. So um, – but I get it, and I, it is disappointing he didn't win more than one. Um, but I think it's a little harsh to say, Jesus, you know, he's not as great of a player because he didn't win another cup. I mean, yeah. that's, that's... I think that's where I am. It's disappointing, but you can't really hold it against them. No, you know? I, I don't think so. I think, that's I, really where don't I, think so. I think that's where it falls for me. Yeah. All right, Trip 7, who is the new captain, do you think? Uh, Brad Marchand. I don't, I don't think... Marchand? Yeah, I don't, okay. think that, I don't think there's really... I don't think there's really any two ways about it. I think yeah. I think it's him. Uh, I think uh, other than Shattenkirk, geez, now I think he's the only other guy that's been on the team that won a cup, right? He's the only one left right. from from eleven. Yeah, he's yeah because Shattenkirk. Won oh, Lucic is back. Lucic is back. Won one. Lucic uh, is back. Marchand. So March. I think it's going to be Marchand. I think it's going to be Marchand yeah. and and McAvoy. And then they'll alternate maybe the other A between uh, Kylo, Pasta, and maybe Luch, honestly. Well, that's true. I mean, I guess you could with Luch. I mean, I guess so. Um, if I if it was me, I'd, I'd leave it vacant a year and go with like three or four A's uh, yeah. like they did 22 years ago, whatever it was. I'd do that. And then I'd go the following year, I'd go McAvoy. I just, I, you know, it, and I get the Marchand thing. And it's not because of his reputation or anything. It's it's more the fact that I think he's going to be there two more years. <laughs> and right. I don't know. I just think that the the core guy, the guy going forward, is McAvoy. I mean, he's I mean it years. it is. I, so that you know. so to me, it's Marshane for two years, and then it's McAvoy. That's what I that's what yeah. I would do. Because um, right. I I feel like Marshane's been a good soldier. Uh, right. You know. Uh, yeah. you know, antics aside, he's been a good soldier and, and I think he is a leader in the room and I think he does with his play, try to drag the Bruins into the fight a lot of times. And, and I do feel like as he goes, they go for the most part. So I feel like him having that kind of leadership mantle uh, for the next couple of years, I don't think would hurt anything. So, so to me, it's him. I, I, I would say. Yeah, nobody plays harder than Marchand all the time. I mean, he just yeah. plays hard all the time. And um, hopefully he's, he's healthy enough to have a, a good year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does with, like, a Coil or a Zaka. Um, I tend to think you put Zaka with Coil and – I'm sorry, with Zaka with Marchand and DeBrusque and put uh, – and keep Zaka with Pasternak and, like, JVR or somebody. I, I just think they, they're, they're one – I feel like they're one forward short of being right back sort of in the mix. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Like one forward short. It's not that far off. Like they're one forward short. 
So if it was Pertuzzi, I'd feel a hell of a lot better. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, maybe, I mean, line. yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe Morgan Geeky pops and, and you get something there and, and you have a pleasant surprise, kind of like Zaka did this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. They're, they're a little light and the depth is a little lacking. So um, if they do have some injuries, especially in the top six, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be do you in trouble. Think they'll go, do you think they'll make a move? Do you think they, do you think they will try to get Lynn home or they'll try to get, uh, you know, Shifley or somebody else uh, or some, another guy that we, we haven't really had on the radar that it's some, I heard talk about Trevor Zegras. Yeah, so that, that, that was, there, right? uh, there's no way the Ducks get, get rid of Trevor Zegras. No, the only way you're just, getting Zegras is if you're giving up, a, you know, a McAvoy or Pasternak. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah, you wouldn't even get him with Low Ry and no. Sell and those no. guys. You'd have to give a, a no. roster player. Yeah. Yeah. No. You'd have it, to give you'd have to give an all star roster player. Yeah, like Mike McAvoy. Yeah, right. Have to be McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that's not that, that's not happening. Do I think they would do it? No, I don't think they will. I think they will wait uh, to see if they can get one of those guys in free agency. I don't think they'll trade for somebody now. I think they'll take their medicine this year or or do whatever they can this year because they're kind of up against the cap. I would like to see them go out and get there's some still some guys out there who I wouldn't mind seeing them sign on a on a shorter uh you know a short term deal like a one year deal if they can get Frederick and, and Swayman in um at relatively you know cheap money and they still have a little extra uh there's a guy like Thomas Tatar who I wouldn't mind seeing them sure, uh, I wouldn't mind, that. Wouldn't mind no. seeing them uh add um there's a couple other guys out there too that that uh you know I think would be options for them uh mm-hmm. with a little bit of skill and a little bit of speed so I think Tatar would be a good guy to to uh to add if you if he's still out there and you could sign him to uh you know to a short money deal do, do you think that they think that there's a there's a guy or two like a Merkulov, do you think that they're ready? Like, do you think that they're not saying it, but you think that they're really going to get every chance and they think that like a Merkulov is going to take a spot? Maybe. I, 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 I feel like they think there's some guys like right on the edge, like right on the precipice of like, being able right. to crack the lineup, a guy like Merkulov, maybe even a guy like Poitras, or right. um, you know, possibly Lysel give will yeah. be given every opportunity. I think um, it, it's possible Lowry cracks the lineup too if he has a good camp. Sure. Um, right. So there's some guys there, you know, and then the Laukos. I think they like Lauko a, a pretty, uh, you know, a decent amount. I think he he played well down the stretch for them last year. Um, and then a guy like Steen too, possibly, you know, and then you have some of the other guys like McLaughlin and, and so forth. So I feel like they think maybe one of those guys, um, will take a job though. Yeah. I, I feel like they have like 12 bottom six guys, like just yeah. like fist fighting their way. Right. Uh, it's going to be an interesting camp because, you know, a guy like a Beecher, a guy like a McLaughlin, I mean, as you mentioned Lauko, like people were putting him on the second line on Twitter. And Jesus, I don't love that at all. No. Like I just, you know, whatever. It's, you know, third line at tops. Uh, Steen, you know, to me, he's a 4A player. He's another Coleman. He's another guy who just doesn't have enough uh, consistency, like mm-hmm. you talk about, mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the lineup. Uh, I'd rather go with a younger guy like a Beecher and a McLaughlin. Or, and McLaughlin's not that young, but just another guy, maybe Toporowski, like yeah, a guy sure. that, that you know, has some upside and is not pa- – I mean, I feel like a guy like Steen is past the – you know, it's getting past the line again, um, like some others before him. Uh, all right, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money line spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7, 21+, physically present in mass, eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply, opt-in required, bonus issued as free bets, terms at DraftKings.com slash M-A. 
All right, we had uh, not one but two polls. Two on Twitter. Two, two, two polls. Uh, and one, uh, and and well, one is sort of has to do with Bergeron, and the other does not have anything to do with him. Okay. And here is the one that does not. Will the Bruins re-sign Jake DeBrusque? Trade him or let him walk? Those were the three choices. Okay. okay. Two hundred and six votes. Three percent say walk, which is good. They should never let him walk. No. Uh, trade was at twenty six percent, so roughly fifty ish people uh, said trade, and resign was at seventy one percent on resigning Jake. Do you think they'll resign him? If he has another good year, they will. Yes. Okay. Um, what's that number look like? Uh, he's at what four right now? Two times four. He's at four now, yeah. If he four if he puts up six. if he puts up twenty, you know, a twenty five goal, you know, fifty five to sixty point thing, I think it's you know four times six. Four times six, yeah. I I, I see four times six in his future if he does have um another, and it'll be interesting to see without Bergeron how it affects the rest. Like that's the one guy. Marshan will be Marshan. I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's going to affect him all that much. Maybe a little, but it's Jake DeBrusque who I'm really keeping an eye on because, you know, without Bergeron, you know, I I, I don't know what this guy is going to bring to the table. I thought that uh, for the large part of last season that. DeBrusque and Marchand and and maybe DeBrusque a little more because Marchand was still kind of fighting it a little bit here and there, that he really drove that line. I mean, Bergeron made yeah. the defensive plays and stuff, but right. DeBrusque really was was dangerous, and he he was very good defensively. Very good he defensively. He's, be, he's become very good defensively. He was, I think that's the Bergeron effect. I think it was too, yeah. and hopefully that continues because he was like, really good. He was very responsible. So I think if you put, you know, Coyle with with Marchand and and DeBrusque and and left Zaka with Pasternak, like you said, I think you know Coyle's responsible defensively, and I think DeBrusque's speed with. Uh, a revitalized Marchand or a fully healthy Marchand, um, you know, I think they'll be pretty good together. So I, I could see DeBrusque having another, you know, pretty good year. And I think Coyle will benefit just from playing with those guys. Um, yeah. You know, if yeah. he if he smartens up a little bit about shooting the puck and, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, not trying to hold on to it, hold on to it, hold on to it until he, you know, just get the puck to the net and use your big body and 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 so forth. So, um, yeah, you know, I I think you know, I mean we're talking about DeBrusque, but I uh, I think um, I think Coyle will will fit in well with those two guys, and I think DeBrusque will have a good year. Yeah, I mean it's a contract year, like I said too. So I mean he, he needs to. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if you if you would like to go home or near home or you know the human element. I don't know if you know. I, I think he, he wants to stay. I think he would want to stay. I think he, he's totally done a 180 on his thoughts on being in Boston. But, you know, what is in his mind is, is does, if someone throws, you know, is willing to throw some money at him or, and he gets word of it, or who knows? I mean, does he go to Edmonton or Calgary or somewhere out there? Or, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what is in his mind. Um, but I think it is four times six if he gets 20. That'll be four 25-goal seasons or roughly. Yeah. So that's, you know, Jesus, like that's, that's a legit scoring winger. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he ever really wanted to leave. I just don't think he wanted to play for Cassidy. So, right. So he won't be going to Vegas. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that was the, ever really, really the, the, the issue. And, and maybe he doesn't want to play closer to home. Maybe he wants to be close to Edmonton. You know, his dad does, yeah. you know, TV out there and his right. family's still out there, I think for the most part. So, you know, and, and Boston's, you know, the other side of the, you know, continent. So maybe he does want to be a little closer to home. You know, we'll see. But I think Mm -hmm. if he has another good year, I think the Bruins will try to try to keep him. But uh, it'll be, you know, we'll see what what uh, what Jake thinks about all that. I wonder if that Nugent Hopkins to Brust thing comes back up uh, at some point. You know, I'm a little leery of him just because. I know. I know. You've mentioned the power play. Yeah. I mean. He's playing with Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's playing with Dreisaitl and McDavid. Like, you know, and he had had 100 points, but he had like 70 points on the power play. Like, (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ. If if he's taking faceoffs, all you got to do is win the draw to McDavid. And then, you know, he passes to Dreisaitl and he scores. Or, Or, you know. 
stand at the yeah. at your own blue line and pass to right. McDavid, who's streaking up ice with full speed. He goes by three guys and scores. And you're like, oh, yeah. there's there's Nugent Hopkins with with another assist. You know, his he's, third he's, of the game. Oh, wait, he did the, the yeah, like he did the same thing yeah. every time. You know, yeah. it's like I want to know like how many and you could look it up, I'm sure, but like how yeah. many high danger passes does he have? How many slot passes does right. he have? Like what is is he really driving offense or is he just, you know, benefiting yeah. from assists. from playing with one of the greatest players to ever play? You know, so um any guys that play with, you know, McDavid or Dry I'm leery of of, you know, taking those guys on my team because we don't have Dry or McDavid. So no. Oh, you're right. Um all right, second poll was who is your who is your new captain? Here are the uh the selections. Uh Charlie McAvoy, Brad Marchand, David Parsonak, Brandon Carlo, two hundred and ninety eight votes. Three percent had Brando as the new captain. Three percent. Well, I mean, uh, he he could get an A. Uh, I mean, could, I, 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 I think, think he will get an A. I mean, I think he could. He he yeah. might. I mean, he's been around a long time. He's steady. Yeah. He's the he's yeah. the their fucking NHLPA rep or whatever. So he's oh, yeah. he's involved in like the league office stuff. So he yeah. he knows how to lead. He knows how to manage personalities. Uh, so yeah, I could see him. Yeah. I mean, I could see him do. He seems kind of like a quiet guy. So maybe it's more of like a lead by example thing. Uh, right. And if you have McAvoy back there, you already have an A on the defense. So, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I can five, see him getting five, one. Almost 500 games for Brandon. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been around. Brand. He was yeah. really – He tell you what, he was one of – he was probably the best defenseman I, I thought he was in, the, best in the Panthers series. I really do. And, and people people me, can I, shit on him all they want, but yeah, he, yeah, was, he was yeah. really good in that yeah. series. Uh, and I do too. And, and, and he's – again, he's a guy who has to play a lot – to get a rhythm. I mean, that's just, he gets rusty if he misses time. And he is the total guy that everybody shits on because he doesn't play as physically as they want. So they will never give him a break. And he doesn't do, and he doesn't do as much offensively as other guys do. Right. So he's not sexy. He's not sexy. Exactly. But I'm telling you right now, he was, he was friggin', you know, Gord Kluzak out there. Yeah. He was, he was Dennis Seidenberg. He was was a shutdown guy. He was, he was he was very good in that series. Very good. He in was. That series. Yeah, he was. He was very good. Uh, all right, number uh, the third uh, to highest was uh, David Pasternak at thirteen uh, percent, and then Charlie McAvoy at thirty six. Brad Marchand at forty eight percent. So about one hundred fifty people uh, thought that uh, Brad Marchand would be the new captain of your Boston Bruins. Yeah, of and that. You do too. Yeah, of that <laughs> voting. That's that's how I imagined it would go. That just yeah. in just in that exact order. I don't think I honestly think uh, Kylo would make a better captain than Pasternak is. I just don't think <clears throat> Pasternak, uh, as much as he has a great personality and a flair and and he's terrific offensively, uh, I just don't see him being um, the kind of leader for the full team because I, I just don't think he's a hundred percent invested all the time. I just right. don't. Uh, I don't think he competes as hard on pucks sometimes. I think he floats a little bit here and there. Um, So uh, that's not, that's not your captain. That's not your captain. And I I think that Pasternak would say that he's not captain material either. I mean, I think he's self, self self-aware. Yeah, I think he is. I I mean, I, I do feel like he thinks he's part of the leadership group and he is, he He is is. part of, because he's one of the older guys and he, and he produces and he scores and he, and he expects to score and he expects to produce and, and help the team win in that way. So, I mean, he does put pressure on himself and, uh, you know, to do those things and to be the goal scorer for the team and the guy that's mm-hmm. going to lead them in points and so forth. So, um, you know, he is part of the leadership core, but he's not, I don't think he's a, a captain. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I, 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 I guess you're right. I think it'll be Marchand. I, um, I still think McAvoy I'd, I'd have McAvoy be the choice, but what difference does it make, really? I don't even know, you know, what the captains do. Yeah, I mean, they'll both yeah, be the part of the team. leadership group, and I think right. it's McAvoy's captaincy down the line. So, I mean, I think sure. we probably we probably agree. It's just you know whether or right. not you know Marchand gets it first, or or uh, you know they they vacate it for a little bit, or or what. But eventually, it will be McAvoy. <laughs> All right, so now uh, the the new thing, the next things coming up are uh, Trent Frederick and Jeremy Swayman RFA uh, arbitration cases, July thirty for Swayman, 
as we record three days away mm-hmm. and, and crickets, <laughs> uh, I think this is going. I hope it doesn't. I hope I think it, it doesn't. Is. I mean, you looked at who was the goaltender just got three, three and a half. Yeah. Uh, a year that was sort of similar to, to Swayman. Like that's sort of a, and that's three and a half is, is, is too much for the Bruins right now. You know, with Frederick coming into it, probably a, a one and a half. I mean, you can't spend 5 million bucks right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it probably, I think Swayman's probably asking for four and the Bruins are probably coming in at like, you know, two, five. Two, yeah. Maybe three, yeah. you know, so, I don't. I mean, hopefully they can get it done because and I go to the case saying that guy just got three something, and I'm better than him. Going, yeah, sure, (laughs) sure. But I mean, the Bruins have to explain it to him. Like, look, we want you in our long term plans. You are the goalie of the future for us. We are up against the cap. The cap will expand next year. You know, take a one or a two year deal now for shorter money, and we will reward you down the line. That's how they have to sell it to him, uh, and and we'll see if he accepts that. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Um, but you know, if the Bruins, the Bruins kind of need him to. So they do. they do, and they need Frederick to do the same thing. They, yeah. you know, they need to be like, look, Freddie, we love you. You're coming off a career year. You know, we see you as you know a middle six, you know, winger center combination. You know. Yeah, yeah, you know, you had your best goal scoring year of your career, you know, but we need you to take a little less this year because we're up against it. And then, you know, down the line, you know, we'll take care of you. Do you think, but I see, do you think that the, that the hometown discounts that they've had the luxury of having from, from Bergeron to Marshan to Pasternak the first time, like all those, do you think that that doesn't happen anymore. No, like the, it, just, it no. just doesn't. No, I, so, I, I feel like the younger players are, are just like, you know, I need to get mine when I can I get, get mine. Paid. Yeah. I got to get paid. Yeah. And if I'm Swayman, I'm like, I, I don't blame him. No. I don't know why you no. would take two million. I don't blame him at all. It's just, it's just when it gets to arbitration, it's ugly. Like, it's it just ugly because the team is saying, you know, this guy sucks. It's he, they, the team brings up all the stats that Swayman's bad at. Oh, he can't handle right. the puck. Right. He's you bad. Have in, to demean him. Yeah. He's bad in high, him. right. To right. justify winning the arbitration case. Right. So it right. always ends badly. It creates right. animosity between the it team does. and the player. So yep. it, it behooves all parties involved to just get the damn thing settled ahead of time, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But like you said, it, if I'm Swayman, I'm taking it to the I'm taking the team to the mat because I know I, I have a pretty good chance that I that I'm gonna win this thing. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah he is. And I, I <laughs> to me I think it would have been done by now. I think it's going. And and Freddie Freddie I'm 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 a little surprised about. I thought that thing would get done. Like Freddie doesn't have a lot of leverage. No. Like he had a good year with Taylor Hall on his other wing. <laughs> like I don't know if Frederick's going to score 10 goals next year. I have no idea. And right. I don't know if anybody could say that with confidence. I mean, there's a lot of Freddie fans out there, sure. who, you know you know, have the Schmenza in the air when he gets out there. Like I get it, but I, I just don't, I don't have any confidence. I don't, I can't say with, with confidence or guarantee that he's going to score double digit goals this year. I, I, with the roster they have. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Right. I mean, was that a, was that a, a product of them having really good third line depth and playing with really good players or, or, you know, was he really good and he's, and he's elevating his game. You know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I, so I yeah. thought that thing would get done sooner. Yeah. Like, I thought that would be a 1.7, like whatever. Yeah, me too. Me too. I thought I it was going to be in the one five to one five to one seven five somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and I like and it. I was hoping that Swayman would be you know right around three, but it it looks like um, you know with this other goalie signing for three and a half that he's he should get at least that, uh, well, if I'm not four. You, we, if these two both go and, and it's five and a half, six million, like that, that's a problem. No, I like mean, I have they, that money. I think there's a, well, they do, right? It's, they have six and change. Well, they have like six, but they have no wiggle room at all. Right. Like, you know, they don't. So I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I could I see know. if I could see it being six, I could see Swayman getting four and Freddie getting two. Sure, absolutely. I could see that. 
Yeah, absolutely. If I that see happens, it. I think you have to ship forward out for a can of peace. Like you have to just just dump him for the future considerations thing. Like you just, yeah. because that's 3 million bucks. Out. You, you have to find someone to take his 3 million bucks. You have to, because I, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it, we're three and five days away from those two and I don't yeah. see it getting done ahead of time. Um, all right. Uh, then rookie camp comes up uh, September 13th to the 18th prospect challenge schedule came out in Buffalo. Bruins have done this a few years in a row now. Yeah. Uh, they will play Montreal on the 15th of September, Friday. Saturday, the next day against uh, – I'm sorry, they'll play Pittsburgh on Friday, yeah. Montreal on Saturday, and then on Monday they'll play New Jersey. Uh, and that roster usually comes out about a week or so before. Mm-hmm. As it did last year, so we'll see who's on that prospect uh, challenge roster. I'd like to see, like, Harrison. I'd like to see, like, everybody and anybody, like all of them. And uh, you can get tickets for 10 bucks if you're in Buffalo. I mean, I don't know why he'd be there, but but ten dollars a piece, you know. I mean, that's I, I'd like to say that's a good take, but I'm not. Tell you what, if we if we weren't in Jamaica, I'd consider going. Yeah, I consider going to Buffalo, Jamaica. You know, you know. I think yeah, uh, Bruins, 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 Bruins uh, is going to be in Jamaica during the yeah. doing the during the prospect challenge. So we'll be watching from the swim up bar. Yeah, we're going to be there. Our last two days there are the t- first two games of the uh, yeah. Of the uh, Friday and Saturday challenge, sure. Yeah, last two days in in Jamaica, man. So uh, yeah, we'll be be, uh, remote. We'll be we'll be drinking and watching the Bruins and the Penguins and the Bruins and Canadians go at it. Yeah, that'd be be great. And then training camp opens September the twentieth, and it's a uh, it's kind of a fascinating training camp coming up. I mean, there's a lot of young guys. There's a lot. There's some spots available. There's a lot of competition, especially the bottom six. Sure. Um, there's a lot going on there, so we will see. Um, and that'll do it for this episode of the Bruins Benders podcast. Uh, we are sad to see Patrice Bergeron go, but it was a great career, many great mo- uh, memories uh, that he gave us as Bruins fans, one of the greats of all time, and we will miss him. And we will talk to everybody again next week. Thanks for listening. Go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye.